0: Happy Monday. Today we are talking about how to adjust your workouts in different seasons of life. We know that we've been hitting detox, hormones, gut health really hard the past few months and we love talking about those things, but we also love training and we want to challenge you today to adjust your workouts to continue to move your body in any situation. Whether you're traveling, have a really busy week, maybe you are on your cycle or you are pregnant or coming out of pregnancy in postpartum, we're talking all about workouts today and things that you can do to pivot and to adjust so that you can still show up and move your body because... It is essential for us to feel good every single day, to stay healthy, that we are moving our body regularly. And resistance training, as we constantly drive home, resistance training is key. So let's dive in and hopefully you gain some tips from this. If you do, please remember to like, share, rate and review the show. That is what we ask of you. If you are loving the podcast, pay your dues and share it with a friend, tag us on Instagram, help us get our message out into the world. Even if you're just in conversation with somebody who works out, and is maybe dealing with an injury, please send this along their way. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do
1: more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth
0: about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca.
1: We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. What is up? Happy Monday. Yes, Monday, Monday. I am leaving Thursday to go to a bachelorette. Fun. It's like, I think it's the first time that I've been, oh no, women in business, I was gone by myself from the kids, Mm -hmm. but that was like business. Yeah. Um, This would be fun for you. And I'm flying. So it's in Hollywood Beach, Florida. Um, Yeah. It's going to be strange. Yeah. I, uh. I'm
0: going to have to like load you up with all the anti-hangover things before you go. (laughs) I
1: I purposefully scheduled a 7.30 a.m. flight Sunday morning. To make myself not do anything stupid, because like I just don't drink. I don't. I don't handle it well. It's just really the cons far outweigh the pros for me. Um, I've experimented with this a lot, and they just they're not worth it. Um, well, and like when you text me and you were like, "Should I do seven thirty p.m., seven thirty a.m.?" I was like, "Absolutely a.m. Mm-hmm. because it's a
0: Sunday. You want to get home. I would be irritated that I didn't do it if yes. I was like sitting then at the airport." From 11 a.m., let's say, until you mm-hmm. have time your flight left. Like get yeah. up, get out. I'm I'm an early bird though, like you. Me like too. I just want to get out. Yeah, yeah, me too.
1: So it'll be so fun for you though, to have yeah. some just like girl time. Yes. I haven't seen this is one of my best friends from college. Um her wedding's in November in Nashville, which I'm very excited for. Also, like a couples trip for Nick and I. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I haven't seen her in years, um, especially with COVID and everything. So I'm very, very excited. We got a nice sweet Airbnb and It sounds like everyone there is chill, too. Like, it sounds like I I talked to her about the drinking thing and she's like, oh, no, yeah, not many of us are big drinkers. And I was like, "Okay, good.
0: Um, So you guys are on the right side of Florida. Yes, we are on the right side of Florida,
1: given every horrible thing that happened with that hurricane. It makes me so sad. Yeah, I like uh, my heart just aches for people because we actually stayed in Fort Myers Beach in Mm -hmm. March on the beach. And I'm pretty positive that house is gone.
0: Yeah, my father-in-law is supposed to be going there for a baseball tournament and the house is completely gone that they had rented. Yeah. For um, I guess Airbnb type situation Mm -hmm. that they were all gonna stay at. So it's so sad. Very, very sad. Our hearts, uh, you know, our thoughts, our prayers with everybody there. We've touched base with a couple of our old clients that are in the area. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of damage, total destruction um from one of the ladies that was telling me her area is totally destroyed. But thankfully, very thankfully, uh, they are all physically safe. So, um, yeah, it's
1: just it's it's crazy. I know, Mother Nature, man, Mother Nature is yeah something else. Okay, a like hurricane that we had
0: here. We've had a not a hurricane. Oh my gosh, a tornado. <laughs> we've had a couple tornadoes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're our area is not known for tornadoes, but the last couple of years we've had two touchdowns that have been pretty yeah. um, damaging. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like the night that the that tornado was about a half a mile from our house, okay. we got the alerts on our phone but the fire station had been struck by lightning. So the, Mm. you know, the sirens weren't going off. So I woke up and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just on my phone. And then quickly learned that uh, that's the new alert. If you're, you know, fire station is hit or just, you know, anybody who has a phone that they're doing it that way more Um, now, because yeah, I mean, I was telling my husband, like, what if something would have happened? And it was like so close. And then, you're sleeping in your bedrooms because you just thought like, oh, it's okay. I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just heard a lot of wind and stuff. But yeah, it was way too close to
1: home for that situation to yeah. ever happen again for us. Ugh, that's crazy. Um, okay, guys. So we want to talk about workouts. I feel like we haven't talked about workouts in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly because like a lot of our focus has shifted a little bit to more functional approaches to health um, gut health, hormonal health, liver detoxification, um, all things that can support healing. Um, but I mean, let's be honest, Liz and I still love to work out. And I think that workouts and exercise are a huge part of a healthy lifestyle, um, when done correctly and adjusted. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about today is adjusting your workouts potentially for different phases of life. Um, and we were kind of brainstorming on, you know, what, what areas we wanted to touch on um i think one of the big ones given i'm traveling this week um is travel you know like do i work out when i'm traveling what do i like what do i choose to do and i think this is going to look different for everyone in different phases um how long you're gone like what does that look like um believe it or not exercise especially if you're traveling across time zones Exercise is one of the best ways to regulate your circadian Mm -hmm. rhythm um, and to help with jet lag. So especially like or just exhaustion or traveling in general can cause a lot of weight, uh, water retention, edema type things. Um, So improving blood flow through a workout is actually one of the best ways you can do it. Um, So I always try to do some type of movement while I'm traveling that might look like a run instead of my normal weightlifting session. But I do also love dropping into CrossFit gyms all over the country. So I randomly will do that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it, obviously it's going to depend upon what you have access to when you're traveling, who's with you. Like, you know, Art and I are taking Marcus with us to Florida. That's going to probably look really different. Like, what do we do? You know, we're going to either have to alternate uh, times that one of us goes down to the gym, or it may just be, you know, a bit different for the days that we're there. Cause we're also going to be taking care of a toddler, uh, mm-hmm. in a different place for multiple days. So it may be more like body weight stuff or just things we can do, you know, around, um, like our room with resistance bands. Sometimes we'll bring our foam roll resistance bands. We've got some um, like mobility balls that we'll also bring with us just because I feel like I get really tight when I travel. I like to stretch a lot, just um, especially if you're flying. So, you know, just remember that you can always do anything. You can do body weight. It doesn't have to look perfect. Like it would be at home. Like you're not probably going to have your squat bar or your deadlift bar. Um, you may not have the option to get into, you know, a drop-in gym or even, you know, like a place that would have a lot of weights. I think most hotels now things have opened up since COVID, uh, the places that we're staying, they do have gyms on site there that have you know a decent amount of machines and weights and stuff like that so that's nice but you know just remember that something is always better than nothing and i think this is going to be kind of the theme throughout uh if you have a really busy week beck and i were talking about this this morning like you can always adjust your programming move things around to different days like if you only have 45 minutes versus an hour hour 15 that you might normally have okay get the the biggest bang for your buck uh when you're there and and to me that is Maybe you have a short conditioning, 15, 20 minutes, and then maybe you have some heavy lifting that you're doing, but maybe some of the accessory type, you know, work that you might want to do with bands or extra mobility or whatnot, maybe that stuff gets pushed to a different day. Um, you know, I just like to maximize the time, you know, that you are in the gym and Mm -hmm. you know, if it's 30 minutes, even, Hey, that's still better than nothing. Um, you know, even on the weekends, like we had a crazy weekend this weekend and I was going to lift on Sunday and then I was so bruised up from all the lifting that we did on Saturday and I was sore. Also had a little too much red wine Saturday (laughs) night. Um, I was like, you know what? Today is going to be just another day around the house. I got like 12,000 steps. My aura ring died. So probably even way more than that. Um, and so just staying mobile, I think is also really important, you know, in any season, like just
1: stay active. Like I crave being active. Yeah. And just for reference, um, the government recommendation is 150 to 180 minutes per week of exercise. And that is not walking. That is like exercise, like mm-hmm. strength training, cardio training, things like that. So that's 30 minutes a day, guys, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the minimum recommendation for exercise from our government, which I'll be honest. I don't think that our government maybe is like the top tier of who I'd recommend for health advice. Um, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt. That's the minimum that we should be getting. So when we're talking about, you know, on vacation or during busy weeks and people are like, oh, that's obsessive, that's crazy. No, it's it's important for your health and it's important for your body. And also understand, too, if you maybe didn't get a lot of sleep the night before or if you're super busy that week um, and you're not sleeping as well, when you don't get as good of sleep, you also wake up with less insulin sensitivity so your body has essentially resting blood sugar levels of a type 2 diabetic per se even um which is not good for when you go and then consume all the carbs cuz you're tired and you're craving things so mm-hmm. exercise can also help with that on a day that maybe you didn't get as much sleep i'm not saying to go and do a crossfit class or do some crazy high intensity workout on 3 hours of sleep what i am saying is maybe you could go and ride a bike for you know, 20 minutes at a nice leisurely pace. Maybe you could go up for some walks after your meals. Maybe you could do a walk jog for you know, 20, 30 minutes in the morning. But moving your body is essential to health. It is not optional. It is essential. So you need to make sure that exercise is a part of your daily routine. And with being sick, I think the biggest thing is one, like what type of sickness? Um, if you have like the stomach flu, yeah, you probably shouldn't be working out if you like can't even keep food down and you're super dehydrated. But If you have like a cold that's been kind of lingering and okay, maybe it's kind of hard to breathe don't do any conditioning, just do like some lifting and go for a walk. Um, it is totally fine. and is not detrimental to your body to exercise while you are sick. Just be smart with what you're doing and also evaluate like, okay, do I feel worse after I exercise or is it giving me a little bit more energy? Do I feel better after this? Like you are the best interpreter of yourself. Um, you need to be able to listen to your body and understand how to, you know, evaluate these different things in terms of how you're feeling with applying them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I know that you mentioned just in terms of, you know, being a little bit more insulin, you know, sensitive. I think it's important to bring up too that different times of the month for people who are, you know, menstruating, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel like higher intensity, you know, is a little bit easier to more of your jam. You're recovering well. Um, But then there are times uh, specifically between ovulation leading into the cycle of day one of your menstruation that you don't feel maybe as strong as fast your best, and this is not um, really when we are primed for high intensity work. Um, we're also again more insulin sensitive, meaning that we should have a higher fat, lower carb approach um, because your body is utilizing more fat as its primary fuel source. And so, just know that if you're finding that certain weeks in the month you find you know that you want to slow down a little bit and you know, I think you should still lift. I think you should still, you know, absolutely be following a program and maybe it looks more uh, like nasal breathing lifting, or you're just not as intense with, you know, the conditioning piece or the higher intensity piece. That's fine. Uh, But you also just need to know that from a mental standpoint, you want to be careful. Don't push yourself. Track this. I use um, an app to track my cycle. So it makes sense to me on days that I'm feeling just blah, really sluggish. We all don't feel amazing in the gym every single day. Some days the weight that feels awesome uh, <laughs> today felt heavy AF last week, or it's going to feel heavy AF uh, next week because I'm at a different point in my cycle. And so um, just know that I think, you know, paying attention to your cycles is important. We also did a whole podcast on this, uh, but basically the gist of it is the first part of your cycle, the follicular phase uh, as estrogen arising, um, you know, have a little bit more estrogen there than you do progesterone. Uh, you're going to feel, more creative, excited to start something new to train a little bit harder. Then you have ovulation here. You typically feel a lot stronger. Uh, this is a great time for PRs. And then in the back half of your cycle, again, the luteal phase from ovulation, roughly day 14 to 21, depending upon your cycle leading into your uh, menstrual cycle, you may want to tone down the intensity a little bit. Um, and also tone down your carbs a little bit, even though you crave carbohydrates, maybe you crave sugar. You say, I have, you know, my, uh, chocolate cravings or whatnot, basically you just need magnesium, Um, you know, tone that down a little bit uh, because we, again, should be utilizing a little bit more fat. Um, because we're a little bit more insulin sensitive at in that time.
1: Yeah. But you also burn a little bit more calories in the second half of your cycle for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So don't starve yourself. Like right. just because you're a little bit less insulin sensitive doesn't mean you shouldn't be eating. You actually probably need more calories. That's why a lot of people crave things, I think, because they just probably aren't eating enough. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously nutrients need to be there as well. So the next one is injuries. Um, so the thing with injuries is a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I can't work out because I sprained my ankle or I have a shoulder injury or whatever it is a big limiting belief. Like you are basically telling yourself because I, one part of my body is injured. I'm just going to stop moving and working out altogether. And it's probably one of the worst things you could do for yourself. Like you're limiting blood flow, you're limiting mobility, things are getting tighter. You're not building strength, which is probably the main reason why you got injured in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now we're in this place where like, we're worse off after we, you know, actually do heal if we do. And then we have to start back over or. People just stop working out altogether because they basically like, you know, for example, someone gets in a car accident when they're 37 and they have some type of injury. And then that's your reason for never working out again. Like we need to understand there's so much you can still do. I've dealt with many major injuries like being an athlete. they just happen. Um, Unfortunately, they're sometimes just part of life. So I've come back from an ACL repair. I've come back from an Achilles rupture repair. I've come back from now carpal tunnel surgery. Like there's a lot of things that I still was able to do. I just had to get creative and I just had to listen to my body. And I will promise you my recovery for all of those was probably much faster than it would have been if I didn't exercise during my recovery. Like The worst thing, I think, especially when there's like back injuries or stuff like that, people just stop doing things. And now you're totally limiting blood flow to the area. Muscles are getting more and more tight. And a lot of the times back injuries are because your glutes are weak, your hamstrings are weak, or things are hip flexors are too tight, or things are just like in general way too tight and you don't have enough core strength. And so we need to be willing to be creative and adjust our workouts and know that, okay, even if there's a little bit of pain sometimes, like that's okay. The PT rule or the physical therapist rule is usually as long as pain is not getting worse the next day or things are not limiting your progression in recovering from that injury, it's typically fine to do. Um, so just something to keep in mind with injuries is there's always stuff you can work around. Um, you know, if you're on crutches, guess what? Your upper body still works. Um, You can do a lot of stuff there. So yeah, it's a little awkward. Can you go to the gym on crutches? You can. Um, I've done it. Uh, But I was glad I did because guess what? Working out during those injuries also kept me much mentally happier. Like Mm -hmm. working out releases endorphins. It's good for the body. Injuries can be really damaging mentally to people. So- take that for what it's worth.
0: And I think too, just remembering it's a phase, it's a season, it's a short term Uh thing. Like if you've had to have surgery or, you know, unfortunately it was just like, um, a sudden injury. Like just remember again, it's kind of, we said in the beginning of this, something is always better than nothing. So while it's frustrating, just be thankful that you have the opportunity, especially if you have access to a big box gym, you can go and do so many things. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen everything at LA fitness from people, you know, Uh on crutches, uh, to in, you know, a sling, but they're still there. Just, doing the things that uh, they can do. And, you know, I think that brings us to, you know, access to equipment as well. Like just because you may not have a, you know, a full gym at home, or you don't have access to, you know, all the equipment that you would want, let's say bands, cable machines, you know, you name it, barbells and whatnot, you can still move your body. Uh, and you can do this, I mean, not as effectively as you would if you're in a gym strength training, of course, because you need that resistance to build you know, the muscle, but you can still do things like Peloton app, running outside, body weight uh, you know, movements. And again, maybe it's a, sen- a temporary season and then you're getting back to a place where you have more access to different equipment, but that's not an excuse not to do anything. Well, I don't have a gym at home or I don't have a gym membership. Okay. Well, You've got legs and you've got arms and you've got an iPhone. Almost everybody has a a phone these days, right? Even if you don't have a phone, maybe you have access to the internet, to YouTube. Like, see what I'm getting at here is like there's always a a way that you can be finding, uh, you know, different movements to do, even if it's just uh, your body weight. So, and I think body weight, you know, is really, really a good place for people to start if you are very inactive or very overweight. I don't think that it's the best idea for people who are very overweight or not, um, you know, been used to moving and have different, you know, range of motion or even understand body mechanics uh, to start with weights. I think you need to, you know, start with your body weight and then maybe you use something like a PVC pipe or, you know, very lightweight dumbbells and you learn how to move properly under load and then you can increase your weight. So, you know, Mm -hmm. just a, a shout out there because I think a lot of people will say, well, Uh, you know, it's an excuse essentially, like I don't have the equipment that I want or that I need or that I used to have.
1: And so therefore then they're just not doing anything. Yeah. And then the last one we want to talk about here, just because we have a lot of mamas who listen is pregnancy and postpartum. Um, so during pregnancy, uh, it is very important to exercise. It is very important to move your body. Um, I have dealt with a lot of pain also during the end of my pregnancy with like my hips and how heavy the belly was um and so even through that like exercise helped me so much it was honestly the only time that I actually felt normal it was the only time I actually like wasn't in pain um was when I was exercising because I was able to keep mobility I was able to keep strength it helps you a ton because birth is one of the most Um, intense experiences in terms of like physical feats you will ever ever do as a female. And so you want to be trained for that. You want to be have the endurance to be able to endure that birth. Um, You want to be mobile. You want to have hip mobility so that baby can move into right positions. Like it is totally an important time to be active and exercise. Obviously, it's not a time to like excel in exercise and try and do dumb things. Um, Pregnancy I have a kind of a saying of like, just because you can doesn't mean you should uh, during pregnancy. Just because you can kick up into a handstand and do handstand pushups doesn't mean it's probably great for your, you know, abdominal wall and the muscles of the abdomen. Um, just because you can, you know, sprint and go as hard as you need to doesn't necessarily mean it's necessary. Um, so just be smart with workouts during pregnancy. I always say it's kind of a time to try to just maintain fitness to an extent, um, you know, keep weights at like 80, 85% efforts and below. Uh, You don't need to be maxing out and straining that hard during that pregnancy time. But it also is important to get your heart rate up. Like that has been debunked so long ago. Um, You do not need to keep your heart rate in a certain zone. It is totally healthy for you and for baby to get your heart rate up. It is totally fine as long as you're not going to the point of like passing out exhaustion. Um, So pregnancy is totally time. Definitely, definitely exercise. It's extremely important for you and for recovery too. Like if you aren't strong after birth, it can be really tough to have your abdominal wall get back together. It can be really tough to get up and moving again. Obviously, ease into it postpartum. You don't need to be going back to workouts like at week two or three. Um, You want to be able to heal. You want to be able to take that time slow. I usually tell people for the recovery of birth, nutrient wise, 18 to 24 months for your body to get back to a baseline that is not depleted. Because of what you go through with pregnancy and postpartum, you get so depleted of nutrients and minerals cuz baby takes a lot, like they need mm-hmm. it. Um and then we as moms think like, "Oh, I'm 6 weeks postpartum. I can go and, you know, get back into running and crazy intense exercise and I'm going to eat less cuz I want to lose the baby weight." Like No wonder we have Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism, postpartum and postpartum depression and like all of these things because we are so depleted and then we go and deplete ourselves more. And so postpartum is a very sensitive time. I took the first four weeks alone to just walk and do pelvic floor strengthening exercises. And then I slowly incorporated weight training again. Um, nothing high intensity, nothing heavy weights. And I kept up with my pelvic floor exercises until I think month four or five, maybe even later. Um, and I still do breathing exercises now. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I think it's just, it's crazy what we have here in the U S right. Mom doesn't get enough time off work. Um, I was just talking with my niece. I'm like, you need at least six weeks off. Like, she just started a new job, and so she was trying to decide, you know, how much time could she reasonably take off. Um, and I was like, I don't care. We'll get, it. you know, my sister and I are like we'll get a GoFundMe, whatever we need to do. You need at least six weeks off, but mom doesn't get enough recovery. We lose a placenta, which is an organ right? Then like you mentioned, okay, so for some people they're breastfeeding, their nutrient needs are higher, but yet they want to lose the baby weight or they're just so freaking tired and exhausted that they're like forgetting to feed themselves or, you know, the, the quality of food has just really, really gone downhill because they're just basically trying to survive. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that we focus on is like the nutrients. What are we getting in? Where's that energy coming from? Um, simple things. It, it doesn't have to be uh, the most beautiful meal prep ever. But I think it's important that you have a support system or if you are somebody who's getting ready to give birth, plan maybe some of those freezer meals that you can throw into the crock pots or get a meal delivery service or do things that you know will take a little bit of the stress off of the meal prep portion, but still get you nourishment and a lot of colorful foods, healthy fats, good quality ingredients. You need that, especially if you're breastfeeding, obviously staying hydrated is important. Um, You know, I had emergency C-section. My recovery was a bit different, right? In terms of getting back into the gym. I don't think I did a full workout. I, d- I did start walking at four weeks. I had a lot of uh, meetups with <laughs> mom friends and we just walked a lot. Uh, and then I did go back into our gym and I started around week five um, I didn't wait for my doctor because I know my body better than anybody else. And so around week five, I went in and we were doing like a quarter or a third of the workout. And then I would, you know, kind of ease my way up to like a full workout. Um, because obviously with a C-section it was, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, intense kind of recovery. And then I will say, I did, uh, speak with the person who was managing my thyroid and hormones at the time. And I had progesterone, uh, tablets. They were like just little gummy basically things that I sucked on and I think that helped a ton uh, for my recovery because obviously you know Marcus was born um, emergency c-section very tiny in the NICU and so it was just we knew he was going to be tiny but we didn't know that we'd be in the NICU and so then going from now you haven't met your baby for 36 hours so stressed you're gonna be in the NICU to not understanding all of these things that were just really unexpected. I think that progesterone is honestly what helped me oh yeah stay a little more balanced uh as well as just having obviously a good support system the husband, you know, mm-hmm. you family and so forth. But and I think for you ladies out there who are like, well, I just have to get back to the gym and I just have to do it and I just have to, you know, get back into my normal routine, give yourself time. I mean, your body, it needs so much. Like we've said this before in other podcasts, a minimum of 1,800 calories. I get it. It's hard if you're getting it from good calories, Mm -hmm. but that's a minimum. No matter what size you are, for most of the girls that we
1: have postpartum, it's like 2,400, 2,800 postpartum. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to breastfeed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an intense time that I think so much goes wrong for women that then has residual lasting effects um, that last, you know, years for people. That's why people Mm -hmm. deal with so many... So many people we talked to. Yeah, well, then I had kids and then things really went downhill. Like it's not because of the kids, guys. It's because of what your body went through after you had the kid and what you didn't do to then replenish the body from everything that was depleted. So, you know, you can always write the ship. You can always turn things around. Um, but we have to if you're, you know, in the phase where you haven't gotten postpartum yet, like take action now, you know, get your body to as healthy of a place as possible. And Do what you can to bring nutrients in wherever you can. Um, I know so pregnancy, postpartum is so tough mentally for people. You know, it's it's unknown. It's you're you don't you feel like you can't control your body or what's going on with your body. Um, But in terms of exercise, which is where we did this podcast originally around (laughs) and what we're getting back to, um, give yourself time. Give yourself time in that phase. Um, it's important to you know do do your body right uh, in terms of pelvic floor strengthening. Maybe go see a pelvic floor PT, um, especially if you feel like you're having incontinence or leaking when you're sneezing, stuff like that. Um, those things are not normal even after kids. Um, so definitely uh, do the right things and get the right help in that phase of life. But hopefully today has been helpful for you to understand what to do with your training in different phases of life.